I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This is Play Me, your digital theater. We transform the hottest contemporary plays into bingeable audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Hi, and welcome to Play Me and Part 2 of Bed and Breakfast by Mark Crawford. In Part 1 of Bed and Breakfast, we met Toronto couple Brett and Drew, who both hate their jobs and get outbid on every house they try to buy. When Brett's beloved Aunt Maggie unexpectedly dies, Brett's dad tells him that she left her Victorian home to him. Then Drew finds out he didn't get a much-anticipated promotion, and they decide to ditch Toronto, sell their condo, and fix up Aunt Maggie's home to open a B&B. As the renovations begin, tensions rise when Drew accuses Brett of feeling uncomfortable displaying affection in front of Doug, their small-town contractor who Brett used to work for when he spent summers with Maggie. Then, Brett finds an old photo of his aunt and starts to wonder if she kept secrets from him about her past. This is part two of Bed and Breakfast by Mark Crawford. Sorry, guys. Murray, Katie, settle down, you two. Oh, sorry. They get excited about new people. Hi, guys. Sorry. Hey, Allison. Are you Murray? Are you a good dog? Who's a good dog, Murray? It's beautiful out here, Allison. How far back does your property go? Back to those trees. Oh, wow. They are really changing color now. Um, We actually got this place for the shed for Chris's business. Oh, yeah. What's that? Small engine repair. Speak of the devil. Chris just ran to the liquor store before they closed. We were dry. Chris pulls up on a really cool vintage motorbike. Leather jacket, boots, tight jeans. Gets off, swaggers one hell of a swagger up to Allison, rips off the helmet, lays a kiss on her and says, How's my little mama doing? Now, which one of you lads is which? Brett, right? We saw you at the funeral. Yes, hi. I, uh, I didn't realize you were, uh... Irish. A woman, a lesbian, a lesbian woman. Drew didn't tell me. I didn't know. And so, Allison, I guess that makes you a lesbian, a woman, a woman lesbian too. Yep, Drew, that's how it works. So, Chris, when did you come to Canada? Oh, ten, twelve years ago on a work visa, looking for a place where it didn't rain every day. Did you go to Toronto? Vancouver. Should have read up more on the weather. But this one was there for uni, and the rest, as they say, is herstory. Ali, where are your shoes? Get inside, woman, before you freeze. You are literally barefoot and pregnant. Oh, settle down, Katie. 
Murray, settle down, girl. Oh, uh, Murray's a girl? Well, I sure hope so. She's pregnant. Alison's not the only bitch knocked up in this house now, is she, Murray? Christine! Sorry. It was a bit of an unplanned pregnancy, wasn't it, Murray? We looked out that window one day, and she was going at it with the dog from three farms down. Hell of a lot cheaper than how we did it, I'll tell you that. Know anybody that wants a puppy? Oh, funny you should ask, because... Brett, we are not renovating a house and getting a puppy at the same time. Yeah, but... Don't even think about it, mister. <coughs> oh, Marie, sorry, we are talking about you. Come on, go outside. Get outside, Anne Murray. Anne Murray? Yeah, that's her full name. And K.D. Lang, named after our favorite Canadian lesbians. And I'm uh, sorry, but before you say it, we know Anne Marie isn't actually a lesbian. But she is in my dreams, lads. She is in my dreams. Now, who wants a beer? I'll just have water again. <laughs> hey, uh, sorry, you guys don't have a kitchen. Why don't you stay for supper? As the evening goes on, the conversation shifts away from dog breeds and espresso makers to... I have to ask, how do you two find it here? We're just trying to figure out living here and being gay. Hold the phone. You two lads are gay? Christine, sorry. She's like this all the time. Well, I grew up here. My parents live around the corner. My sister and her husband and their boys live in town. Aunts, uncles, cousins, everybody. It's home, you know? It's where I want to live, where I want my kids to grow up. I'm not saying it's always easy. I just miss being anonymous. I guess you give that up as the big, scary Irish dyke on a bike who corrupted a sweet little hometown girl. Sorry, but I was already corrupted by the time I met you. <laughs> There was this one time at the pub. We went to see a band and the place was packed. I popped downstairs to the ladies' room and on my way out, there were a couple of lads waiting for me. Young guys, drunk. They pulled me into the men's washroom, pushed me up against the urinals. Are you sure you were in the right bathroom? It says ladies. You think you're a lady? If you're going to dress and act like a man, let's see you piss standing up. Well, I was scared shitless. I may act tough, but I had no clue what to do. Luckily, some other guy came in to take a piss, and it all just sort of broke up. Could have gone much worse. These things usually do. But here's the thing. This summer, I was out on my bike, and I came across a man and a little girl on the side of the road next to a four-wheeler. I pulled over to see if they needed help, and I recognized him. He was one of those lads from the pub. Well, I don't know if he could tell I remembered him. It doesn't matter. It was a really simple fix on the ATV, just a wire that came loose. And this little girl, his daughter, probably five, six years old, watches me fix it really intently and finally says, Are you a boy or a girl? And I turn, ready to lay into her about what a rude question that is. And I look her in the eye, and I see she's really asking the question. Just curious. Just asking. So, I say, 
I know I have short hair, and I'm wearing this leather jacket, and it's sort of confusing, but I'm a girl. Do you know how some days you like to wear a fancy dress, and some days you like to wear your jeans? Well, 99.9% .9 of the time, I'm more of a jeans girl. And without skipping a beat, she says, I got purple jeans last year for Christmas. Purple's my favorite color. And the guy, her dad, he says, thanks. And they go on their way. Well, I don't know. I think that's something. Yeah, Mama. I think that's something. Hello. Like, you're not Brett. No, I'm Drew. Is Brett, like, home? No, he's out. Can I help you with something? I'm, like, supposed to deliver this to him. It's, like, a letter from the, like, Downtown Business Association. My mom just, like, told me to drop it off after school. Um, Carrie Van Bilsen is, like, my mom. Oh, are you Justin? Dustin. Like, with a D? Like Hoffman, not like Bieber. My mom just, like, saw some pictures on Facebook where Brett was, like, volunteering for this, like, parade in Toronto. Like, the, um... The Pride Parade? Yeah, like, I think so. Like, yeah. Do you want to come in? Brett just helped out on parade day because I made him. I was on the committee. So, did your mom want you to come meet us because you're... interested in Pride? No. No, she, like, needs your help. Like, Maggie always did it. Like, she always organized everything, and, like, my mom would help out, and, like, then I would help my mom, but now Maggie's, like, dead. And you need somebody, like, super organized, but, like, let's be serious, that's not really my mom. So she was, like, thinking of people to ask, and then she saw those pictures on Facebook, and she was like, oh, my God, this is perfect. Brett can do it. But now maybe, like, you're the one we should be asking. Asking? Oh, my God, Dustin, stop, like, rambling. The Santa Claus Parade? It's in, like, three weeks. It's happening, but we are, like, so unorganized and, like, so far behind this year. But, like, you can save us. Oh, no, no, no. I was just on a committee. That's, like, way more experience than anybody else has. Honestly, Dustin, my job was just to make sure the gay NDPs and the gay liberals didn't make fun of the gay conservatives. There were only three of them, but still. There's this, like, meeting on Thursday, 7.30, at Allison's Cafe. All the info is in that letter. Why didn't your mom just call? I'm, like, not sure. <laughs> oh, I, like, almost forgot. I, like, made you this pie. You made a pie? Yeah, I was, like, bored. So, like, see you at the meeting. Oh, I didn't say that I would. Thursday, okay? Thursday. Thursday? You have to come with me, please. This Thursday, as in Thursday, November 14th? Oh, shit. Uh, sorry, can we celebrate on Friday? I really need your help with this. Okay. The last time we had this conversation, I wound up in a fight with the leader of a gay senior citizen's marching band who told me, and I quote, Save your breath, Mary. We're so gay, we can't even line up straight. 
I cannot guarantee that won't happen again, but it's highly unlikely. I'm too busy with the house. So am I. This is a great chance to get involved in the community. It'll be good for us. Drew, look at this place. It looks like a bomb went off in here. I don't have time for this. I'm sorry. Are you saying you don't have time for Santa? Everybody, sorry, sorry. Does anybody need a coffee or anything before we start? Oh my God, Allison, yes, I take a tea. Non-fat vanilla macchiato, double. Large latte, the usual. Can I, like, have a peppermint mocha hot chocolate? Okay, everybody good? This meeting is, as they say, in session. Sorry, can I go? Sorry. Our main concern this year is who is going to be Santa. For the past 10 years, Dennis Pademski has done it, but they go to Florida earlier every year, so he'll be away by the first weekend in December. Well, how did he get to be Santa? Oh, sorry. I was still in Vancouver. Um, there was some sort of contest, wasn't there? Oh my god, Santa Idol. That was a hoot. We should do that. Oh, like, also, I like brought cupcakes. Okay, Dustin, thank you. Uh, so, this Santa Idol thing? Mom said it's, like, Brett's birthday. Oh my god, Brett, I saw it on Facebook. So, I, like, made cupcakes when I got home from school. There's, like, two kinds. Double chocolate with peanut butter cream cheese icing. Um, allergy alert, everybody. And coconut with mango glaze. So, like... Happy birthday. Oh my god, try losing weight with this one around. That's really nice of you, Dustin. We loved your pie. Yes, thanks. So getting back to the... Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday... Sorry. Sorry. Back to Santa. Do we have time to do a contest? This thing's coming up. Oh, sorry, you're probably right. Who do we know who could be Santa? Oh my god, what about Don Wigaboltis? Oh, he used to do it before Dennis, smoking his pipe and everything. Sorry, no. He's on oxygen now. Okay, we don't have to answer this right now. Let's just ask around, come up with some names, keep in touch via email. The other issue we're facing is promotion. Oh, sorry, were you done? Attendance has really been down these past couple years, and from the perspective of the Downtown Business Association, the main reason for doing this is to get people out and shopping downtown. Oh my god, Dustin, how many Weight Watchers points would one of these cupcakes be? Like... A lot. Okay, everybody, can we try to focus? Drew didn't get me a cake this year, Dustin, so I really appreciate this. Okay, Allison, you were saying? Sorry, Maggie could usually get a story in the paper, but I called Stuart about it today, and he said they do the same article every year, and it feels like we're asking for free advertising. He asked, what's the angle? Oh my god, Stuart, it's a community event. There is no angle. Just write the article. Mom. What? I'll talk to him. Stuart is like my dad. Okay, great. So moving on to the next thing on the list. Mmm, Dustin, this cupcake is incredible. Moving on. Wait, 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 wait. Is it working? 
How do they look? Wow. What is this going to do to the hydro bill? I think after six years of living in the condo, I might have got a bit carried away with the decorations. How many trees had to die to make that wreath? It's enormous. It's a big front door. It's about proportion. But you have to admit, it looks beautiful. It needs snow. What's up? Nothing. Christmas. It makes me miss my family. I know. It's so stupid. I sent my parents a Christmas card extra, extra early so they'd have my new return address. Just in case this is the year they decide to write me back. Thirteen years this Christmas. How long do you hold out hope that someone's going to come around? I don't know. I never really thought about it until Maggie died, but... What if one of them is gone and no one got in touch to tell me? Oh, don't you think your sister would call? I don't know. She's as bad as they are. You know what? What? Their loss, mister. <laughs> yeah, mister. Their loss. We'll be right back. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. tiles on back order, so we can't do nothing on the bathrooms for another week. Probably two. What? Doug, that tile was supposed to come in today. That got screwed up. You ordered too much. Because we're doing five washrooms. At the same time, each with about three goddamn different tiles. Where are we supposed to shower for the next two weeks, Doug? I should have thought of that before you made me rip everything out. At least we kept the one toilet. Yeah, it's a real pleasure sharing a toilet with you and Danny and Sean. Never think how we feel sharing it with the two of you. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? Doug, look, this is my house, my and Drew's house, so I'm going to have to ask you to cut that out. You want to hire somebody else? You said business was dead. I'm trying to help you out. Don't need help from you. Then what are you doing here? Thought about what Drew asked you. Thought about it. Answer is no. We just thought it might be good for you. Oh yeah, you know what's good for me now. Guess I don't. Yeah, fine. 
fine. All you have to do is sit on the sleigh and wave at people. I don't wear costumes. But you actually look like Santa. You know, that ain't exactly a compliment. We just thought you might want to help out. In memory of Maggie, it sounds like this was her baby. Huh? The Santa Claus parade, Doug. I'll pass. You know we're just regular people, Doug. Just like anybody else. Oh, so, like regular people who order 15 fancy tiles for your five bathrooms, you can wait two weeks to get it. Cheese. Cheese. Brett Brooks, brackets left. Nephew of the late Margaret Maggie Brooks. And Drew Lazarenko, brackets right, are hard at work turning their century home at Queen and George into what they describe as a chic and modern country getaway. The newcomers, from Toronto, are already involved in the community. Helping to organize this Friday evening's... Okay, Allison and Brett, you two will line everything up down at this end. Uh, Carrie, Dustin, it's up to you to keep things moving further down Main Street. If the Shriners or the Bagpipers want to stop, that's fine, but only for a minute. And now, after exhausting all our other options, let's have a round of applause for our Santa! I didn't think it would work, but you look perfect. As a little girl growing up in Dublin, never in my wildest dreams did I imagine that one day I'd be wearing a fat suit and fake beard waiting to be pulled through a small town in Canada on a flatbed truck. Today is a very unique day. Now, let's have ourselves a parade! Floats from churches, businesses, service groups, the high school choir, the legion, classic cars from every decade, Little Sunday school kids on a hay wagon dressed up as the most adorable nativity I have ever seen. Oh my god, this is the best turnout we've had in years. They must have, like, read about it in the paper. People from neighboring towns, parents, grandparents, teenagers, little kids. A pregnant lesbian and a partridge in a pear tree. This is awesome! awesome. When all the vacationers are far away, when nobody will even dip a toe into the water for another six months, these are the people who live here. People who were born here and people like us who have chosen to call this place, well, to call it home. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. It's the real Santa. It's not the fake one like in my Walmart picture, Dad. This is the real Santa. Santa! Santa! I want another pair of purple jeans! Well, I would call that a success. <laughs> Thanks for helping. My pleasure. Hey, look! It's snowing! Oh. Hey, what do you want for Christmas? I want this renovation to be over. <laughs> I want to never eat Chinese takeout ever again. <laughs> I want people to come to this bed and breakfast. You? Mm, same as always.
I can't get you concert tickets if Celine Dion isn't on tour. The other thing. We're in no rush. Someday, okay? No, you know what? <laughs> no presents this year. How's that sound? I've got everything I need. What? What are you doing? Trying to hold your hand? <gasps> but what will the neighbors think? <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> no. Here. I thought you turned the Christmas lights on before we left. I did. As we get closer to the house, we see the wreath broken in the middle of the street. Cedar garland all over the yard. Christmas lights hanging down, the wires cut, and... Oh my god. Look. Oh my god. Spray painted across the front of the house in big block letters. Faggots, Faggots go, go home. A call to the police, a report filed, a promise they'll let us know if there are any other reports of vandalism. Vandalism? Oh, this is more than vandalism. Doesn't this count as a hate crime? You heard what he said. They're taking it seriously, but who cares what they call it, Drew? I care. What does it take to call it what it is? Who are you calling? My brother. We can go stay with him tonight. What? Shit. Hey, Steve, it's Brett. Um, give me a call when you get this, okay? Whoa, whoa hey, what are you doing? Oh, my mom and dad will be home. We can go there. Oh, come on. Hi, it's me. We're coming back towards Toronto. We need a place to stay tonight. Call me back on my cell, okay? Um, uh, can you call Ray? Maybe we can stay with him, or, or we'll just get a hotel. Well, what are you talking about? What if they come back? It's not safe. Brett, you're overreacting. Overreacting? I'm overreacting? To this? To that? I know you're freaked out, but this stuff is usually a one-time thing just to scare people. Well, it's working. And what if it's more than that? Well, do you want to get out of here just for the night, or...? I tried, okay? I had my picture in the paper even though I didn't want to. I tried to talk to Doug. I tried not hiding, and this is what happens? Whoa, just calm down. And... Don't tell me to calm down. I thought this was what we wanted, but I can't do it. I can't live here. Yes, you can. Would you just stop and- I am scared, okay? I'm scared. I know. I'm scared too, but we can't leave now. Why not? Because we can't let them win. You hear that? Hey, Drew. What? Did you hear that? Hear what? That noise. Oh, what time is it? Just after six. <gasps> there's someone on the porch. I, I, no, there's not. Go back to sleep. I didn't sleep all night. I can't believe you slept. You're just hearing things. No, I am telling you, there is someone down there. Hey, come back to bed. I told you. They came back. What are you doing? Brett! Get out of here! Leave us alone! Ah! What the hell do you think you're doing? Chris? Oh, you scared me shitless. Put some boots on. Put a coat on. You're going to freeze to death. What are you doing out here? Oh, trying to get this hose hooked up, but it's frozen solid. 
What? Well, I figured you lads wouldn't have a pressure washer, and that's the only sure way to get this spray paint off the brick. I'll need some hot water to loosen it up. Uh, now, get inside before you catch cold and die. So, what are you lads going to do? What can we do? Drew's right. We've torn this place apart. All our money's tied up in it. We don't have jobs. Uh, I mean about this. What did the police say? Oh, um, there's nothing to go on. I told them about this guy I had a run-in with on the street. I cut him off, and he... But that was months ago, and I've never seen him around town again. It could have been anybody. I've never been much of an activist. But a thing like this, especially when it happens to people I know, to my friends, it makes me want to fight back. But how, you know? Who do you fight? Well, you think the people who do a thing like this, people with such strong opinions about us, wouldn't be such goddamn cowards. I've got a baby on the way, Brett. What kind of screwed up world is this kid coming into? So, how did you guys end up living here? Well, that story is still incomplete. Until all the cats are let out of all the bags. The real reason we're telling you the story of this year is because we have a decision to make. Once and for all. Do we stay, or do we go? It's not, like, too early, is it? Uh, no, Dustin, hi. We've been up a couple hours. I, like, brought you guys cinnamon buns. I, like, couldn't sleep. You didn't have to do that. I, like wanted to. My dad, like, texted me a picture last night and, like, told me what happened. He, like, had to come by for the newspaper. Do you want to come in? So, like, when I heard, I was, like, really upset. Like, can we just drive over there, Mom? I have to see it. Oh, my God, Dustin. No, you don't. This is, like, all my fault. I told Dad to put Drew and Brett in the paper for the parade. That's how the people who did this knew they weren't at home. Oh, my God, Dustin. This isn't your fault. Take a breath. No, Mom, you don't get it. What don't I get? What it's like. I tell myself if I ignore it, it'll, like, stop, but it doesn't. Everybody makes fun of me every single day. They, like, call me a fag, push me in the hall. Oh, my God, honey, why didn't you... And, and Brett and Drew are, like, so cool. They are, like, really good people, and I don't understand why somebody would do this to them, and I, like, need to see it, because I'm just like, is this how it's always going to be? Like, no matter what, no matter how good or how nice I am, is it always going to be this hard? Because, like, I am... Oh my god, Dustin. I love you. Your dad loves you. Nothing you can say is going to change that. I think... I think I'm gay. I think you are too. Oh my god, Dustin. I've known since you were four years old. So, like, I guess I'm gay now. Like, I guess I'm out of the, like, closet. That is the best news I've heard all day, Dustin. It's nicer out here. Is it? I know what happened last night doesn't make it look very good, but... Please don't move away. At least not till, like, I'm done high school.
on Monday morning at the bottom of the mailbox. An envelope without a stamp, addressed simply to Brett and Drew. Inside it, a Christmas card, and in perfect, if slightly shaky, handwriting. Good morning, gentlemen. It upset me a great deal to see what happened to your house and your decorations. All of us on the street thought they looked lovely and helped to get us all into the festive spirit. We hope you replace them, and we hope this helps. And a smaller envelope inside. Twenties, tens, fives, toonies, one hundred and eighty-six dollars. Angus and I look forward to seeing the Christmas lights from our front window again soon. Most sincerely, Harold Henderson. P.S. Thank you for the parade. See over. I'm eighty-one years old, boys. And if there's one thing I've learned in my time on this earth, it's that love is stronger than hate. Jesus H. Christ, Cody, save some room for dinner. Christmas in Oshawa. Do you have a hollow leg? I don't know. I'm hungry, okay, Dad? Get off my back. Stephen, Cody, it's Christmas. Please, not in my house. Drew, would you give me a hand with this? In the kitchen? Sure, Linda. So, Drew, how are the two of you doing out there? We're doing okay, thanks. You can be honest, Drew. When Martin's parents passed away, he inherited that house, but I told him we are not moving there. We are not living in that town. So he signed it over to Maggie. But when Brett said the two of you were moving out there, well, that... uh, Let's just say when I heard about this incident, I wasn't exactly surprised. And three weeks later, and nothing more from the police? You know... You can't always move back to Toronto. No one will think any less of you. Thanks, Linda. You said you needed some help? What'd you get for Christmas, Cody? Cody. What did you get for Christmas? Well, I don't know. Stuff. How are your university applications going? Well, I don't know. Okay, I guess. I'm applying for poli-sci, as far away from home as possible. Christ, Cody, I heard that. He's just applying everywhere his girlfriend is applying. Dad, how many times do I have to tell you? We broke up. Oh, sorry to hear that, Cody. You okay? I don't know. Dad said if I want to move out, I have to make money this summer, but I don't know. Nobody in Oshawa will hire you without experience, but you can't get experience unless you get a job. Yeah, that's a catch-22, isn't it? I don't know. I just thought, you know how you lived with Aunt Maggie in the summers and worked construction? Well, maybe I could come and... I don't know. What? Live with us? Cody, we haven't even opened the B&B yet. It's just that ever since Mom left, Dad and me don't really, uh, I don't know, 
please? Hey, uh, Dad, can I ask you something? Well, that depends on what it is you're asking. <laughs> In that box of pictures I gave you, we found this photo of Maggie when she was young. See? Looks like Halloween. Yeah, that's what I said, but I'm just checking if there's something I don't know. Uh, uh, Maggie couldn't have children. Yeah, but she actually looks pregnant. Really pregnant. Son, why do you insist on stirring everything up in this family? Somebody's got to. Well, there's nothing to tell. Dad, I live out there. You can tell me the truth now, or I can embarrass myself and Maggie and the whole family by not knowing later. Come on. She was a teenager. Unmarried, of course. Your grandparents were having none of it. They dealt with it as they saw fit. Maggie went away. The baby was adopted. And years later, when she got married and they started trying, she couldn't conceive. I can't believe she never told me about this. Your grandma and grandpa made us swear we'd never talk about it. So we never did. And we never will. All right, son. Let sleeping dogs lie. That night, back home. Okay, okay, okay. I know we said we weren't doing presents. No! What? You cheated? Well, I didn't want to do this at your parents', so I waited till we got home. Could you... Oh. In light of recent events, I've been thinking a lot about this, and I think maybe it's time. Oh my god, why are you getting down on one knee? Just open it. Oh my god, that is a very small box. Open it. Oh my god. Oh my god! Does this mean what I think it means? Yes. Yes! So? Yes! That's just something to open. We'll get that dog tag engraved with the name once we pick it out. Where? Chris and Allison's. Anne Murray had her puppies. That one. That one. The one in the corner. The runt. Yes. That's my dog. Oh, who am I to tell you different? Fair warning, though. He might need an extra couple of weeks with his mum before he really gets going. That's okay. We'll wait for you, little guy. What are we going to name him? Well, sorry, but we have this little rule about names. Oh, it's a rule now? Sorry. Okay, he has curly hair. He's little, but he's still pretty feisty. Um... Sorry. Um... I got nothing. Brett? I got it. Rick Mercer. Who the hell is that? Rick Mercer? You know, the, the guy who did the rants on CBC. Oh, him. But that guy's not gay, that's the rule. Yes, he is. And Anne Marie is not. Give her a night with me. What do you say? Do you like the sound of that little guy? Do you like that? Rick Mercer. Oh, oh, the baby approves. Ow. Sorry. Hello? 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 Weird. 
no one there? It sounded like someone was, but they hung up. Great. It could have been someone trying to book a room. Our phone number is on B&B &B Canada now, but we're listed as B&B &B TBA, and the way we answer the phone, it sounds like you've just called someone's house. When's the deadline to get us in that visitor's guide? February 1st. Friday. If you're going to design a logo by then, we need a name. What did you come up with? Um, shady Maples. That sounds... shady. Restful Shores. Sounds like a nursing home. Country Slumbers. That sounds like a cemetery. Okay, I'll make the place look good. This isn't really my forte. Well, maybe we should think outside the box. We're trying to make this place a bit more hip than most B&Bs, so the name could be something younger, less serious. Like? Like... Pillows and Pancakes. Young and hip, sure, but I don't think our main clientele will be 13-year-old girls at a sleepover. Okay, fine. This is a good one. The Rum Runner's Rest. Oh, I'm sure my dad would love that. Okay, okay, okay. This one's my favorite. We're on the corner of Queen Street and George Street, so what about the Queen George Inn? The Queen George Inn? Drew, that sounds like a gay bar in a Dickens novel. I know. Isn't it perfect? Let's keep thinking. Son of a bitch. No, Danny, you there? Yeah, no, we need brushed nickel. Is that right? Right. Yeah. Four towel racks, Danny. Brushed nickel. Well, ask if they have some in the back. Yep. I'll wait. Hey, Doug. You and Maggie, you were friends, right? At Christmas, my dad told me she gave a baby up for adoption when she was a teenager. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we found this picture of her dressed up for Halloween pregnant out to here. I've been trying to get in touch with the baby, the person, and let them know that Maggie passed away, but you need to be the child in question or a birth parent for them to release certain information. Anyway, my dad doesn't know who the father was, or won't say, but I thought if you had any idea... I got married to Brenda when I was 18. I had no clue who was doing what with who. Is there anyone who would know the father? A friend of hers from back then? Doubt it. Most folks kept that kind of thing pretty under wraps around here. Right. Now what makes you think her kid wants you sticking your nose in their business anyway? Well, I don't know. If they ever went looking for her, wouldn't it be easier if... Well, it don't sound like they went looking for her up to now. And it don't sound like Maggie looked for them. Yeah, but... Ever think that's the way she wanted it? Maybe you're right. And not everything needs to be out in the open. <laughs> What's that, Danny? <laughs> They're out of nickel, but they have the stainless steel. They have to match the faucets. You want to order them in? Here, you talk to them. Hi, Danny. Yeah, order four. Well, can you open an account there? Yes, Danny, the B&B &B finally has a name. Just tell them to put it under... Aunt Maggie's, Maggie's house, bed, bed and, and breakfast! That was part two of Bed and Breakfast by Mark Crawford. Part three is available now on Play Me.
It featured Mark Crawford and Paul Dunn. Ashley Corcoran directed the original theatrical production. Bed and Breakfast premiered in 2015 at the Thousand Islands Playhouse in Gananoque, Ontario. This episode's sound design and edit are by Chris Tolley. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley in partnership with CBC Podcasts. We'd love to know what you think about Play Me. You can email us at playme at cbc.ca. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Expect Theatre or Instagram at Play Me Podcast. And if you haven't already, please consider rating and reviewing us. It helps us get our podcast out to more listeners. Special thanks to our CBC producers, Fabiola Melendez-Carletti, Cecil Fernandez, and Tanya Springer. The executive producer of CBC Podcasts is Arif Narani. The Senior Director of Audio Innovation is Leslie Merklinger. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Play Me is an Expect Theatre production in partnership with CBC Podcasts. For more information about our plays, please visit playmepodcasts.com. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.